Good morning, Armor Insiders. Thanks for joining me and starting your trading session uh, together. I much appreciate it. We're going to go through our morning meeting. <clears throat> Looks like a resurgence in the triple Qs is about to occur. Maybe we get a follow on buy trigger there using the Armor Algo. Let's uh, dive into the number one NASDAQ 100 Magnificent Seven stock that I think is um, driving the direction. Um, we'll go through some portfolio changes, what we've added and subtracted yesterday, what we're focused on. And then, of course, if you have any questions, I'll take those too. So let's dive right in. Don't forget, um, this is a virtual hedge fund experience. Chief Investment Officer, Portfolio Manager. So take the information, make it your own, be the smart money, execute your own strategy, figure out your risk tolerance and your goals, and go from there. I'll leave that part up to you. Um, okay, <clears throat> quick rehashing of the morning meeting from um, November 6th. I want to rehash it. I want to give a shout out to my mom. Love you, mom. Mom's always said to me my whole life, this is a lifelong philosophy. I'm going to share it with you. And it works quite well in the stock market. And the philosophy is live the questions. The answers will reveal themselves. Now, little did mom know when she shared that with me as a young man and all the way up till now that she was actually shaping how I was going to run money. What occurred over time is that we developed on this trading desk something called the risk monitor. We look at 10 indexes ranging from long-term treasury bonds to small caps, from value to momentum, okay? From innovation to equally weighted S&P. We have algorithms written, swing trading algorithms, probability algorithms for each index, calibrated for each index. And what I said to you on the 6th is that we've just seen the strongest possible risk monitor green signal. The risk monitor signal, and this is a, a direct quote. I really liked it a lot from an armor insider, Silver Fox. I'm looking at you now. He called it, um, he called our platform a strategic confluence platform. I like the ring to that. It's a strategic confluence platform. When all 10 index algos tell us the same thing within a 24-hour window, it's as strong as we're going to get the signal. And what it really means is the only animal that can drive that type of capital aggressive action across all asset classes on the same day are the elephants of institutions, are the elephants of central banks adding liquidity. 
So we can get some wrist monitor green signals that work, but it will be like a rolling type of signal. You'll get three or four of the 10 indexes going positive. And then over the next 72 hours, the rest follow. Hey, that still works. Probabilities are fairly high there. And we're going to still commit capital. It's a little more tricky. In order for all 10 to say the same thing on the same day, that there has to be a massive capital injection. Or those that are in the know are aware that a massive capital injection is coming. And so they just all start putting capital to work aggressively across the spectrum. It's that risk monitor signal that you and I as individual investors use to capture alpha along with the institutions. It puts us on a level playing field with the institutions that have inside information. Let's be honest. That's how the game's played. You and I aren't going to have the inside information. We don't get the phone call from the Fed that they're going to start injecting liquidity. Institutions get that. And the only way for us to neutralize that is the risk monitor. When we see them stampeding all at the same time, we put capital to work. Now, on that day, we had this debate on the live stream. And you can all join us on the live stream. Starts at 9.30 and we go all day to the close. And the discussion was, why, why would we be getting this type of risk monitor green signal at the beginning of November? There were a lot of reasons why there was a lot of fear in the market. We'd gone through a couple months of pretty ugly selling. The geopolitical situation was grotesque. Why are we getting this type of signal? I said to you then, we don't get this signal very often. Last time we had it, I probably have to go back to 2020, March of 2020. But we understood that one. That was easy. Risk monitor went green like that. And the Fed announced that they were going to be buying uh, uh, U.S. corporate debt. The Fed was coming out and going to start buying ETFs for the first time in history. So we got risk monitor green. That was a no-brainer. The fundamentals matched up with that. Boy, do we make money on that trade. But I couldn't explain to you November 6th of this year why we're getting the signal. And I said to you at the time, I'm going to fall back on my mom's philosophy. Live the questions. Answers will reveal themselves. Answer has now been revealed. Okay, I'm just going to pull up this chart right here. So there's the risk monitor green signal of the S&P. Right in here, we captured it early. I marked the whole thing green, but really I, I should do this here because we were on it right, right here, okay? Risk monitor went green. Right at the bottom of that sell-off, risk monitor went green. And now we read, and again, thank you Silver Fox for adding this into the Slack room yesterday, 350 billion was added in November. Monster liquidity injections from central banks and the Fed occurred in November. $350 billion from the four central, uh, the G4 central banks and 
the PBOC, China. Nothing short of, and I quote, a fire hose. There it is. We did talk at the time that there, at the end of the year, there could be a liquidity vacuum and there's a lot of bond issuance coming out. And so the Fed may be out there adding liquidity to support the bond market. That may be, we talked about that actually on the 6th, but we just didn't know. Now we see it's happened. So what's going to happen going forward? So let's dive into um, how this probably plays out because there's the theory now that liquidity will fall off the cliff in the first quarter of next year. This was a short-term liquidity crunch coming to the end of the year. So huge amount of injection, rips the market higher, rug gets pulled in the first quarter of next year. That's possible. We're going to leave, we're, we're going to live the question. We're going to follow stops. You know, very often when the rug gets pulled, the market doesn't immediately go down. The market wily coyotes right off the cliff. They can just keep on going until it breaks down. So what we're going to do is follow our stops, manage our success. We could have, who knows, the first quarter of next year could be great. And you get the sell off in the second quarter. So you can't make predictions like that. You just have to execute strategy and look at what the market's telling us. And so what I want to you know, share with you this morning is when you get the risk monitor green like that, it's so strong, it generally lasts for months, not weeks. That's first of all. Second of all, it won't go red in here. It'll just be a series of follow-on buy triggers from the leading indexes. We'll see the S&P and the NASDAQ um, uh, armor algos give follow-on buy triggers. And so when we get those follow-on buy triggers, that's where if I wanted more exposure, I would increase exposure. So we took all the exposure we wanted beginning of November, bang, made a lot of money. Okay, now what we do is we wait, look for another opportunity. And if we have more cash to invest, put the cash to work when we get that next buy trigger. And it may be that the NASDAQ 100 is about to do that. Uh, I wrote to you that if the Qs close above 390, close above at the end of the day, at the end of the week. Forget about wiggles that happen during the day. We don't want to get caught in tails. Has to close above 390. Could be at the end of the day, could be end, end of the week, would be even better. That's probably the next follow-on buy signal for the Magnificent Seven. And so what we did first was capture the big cap tech rally by buying SSOQLD. Okay, then we sold off about a third of that position booking profits and rolled it into small caps. Okay, and rolled it into innovative growth. And we had another surge in alpha in our portfolio. But make no mistake, I thoroughly expect, and I believe it's necessary, for the NASDAQ 100 and the Magnificent Seven to continue to be the leaders of this rally. When they fail, when they falter, rally's close to being over. So. I keep my eye on those seven and I draw your attention today. Highlighted stock of the day has to be Apple. We talked about it yesterday on the live desk. Okay. Apple has made a magnificent chart pattern for us. Huge base going back to 2021. And then it was kind enough to put on a cup and handle top, almost like a cherry on top 
okay, of this base breakout. Base breakout, cup and handle, breaking out now. And I almost feel like Apple is like the forgotten, you know, uh, a leader this year because it's not at the forefront of the AI revolution, right? So what do we have? Um, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google. That's what we everyone's been talking about. Everyone always talks about Tesla of the Magnificent Seven and people have kind of forgotten about Apple. Meanwhile, it's doing that. Unbelievable base with a cup and handle cherry on top that's just now breaking out. So I bring this to your attention. Am I a buyer of Apple? No. I've already shared my philosophy with you. The Magnificent Seven aren't going to be in my portfolio. I'm just going to have big allocation to QLD, which is twice the performance of the NASDAQ 100. I don't think any of these names are going to more than double the performance of the Qs. So I'd rather just have double the performance of the Qs and no individual stock risk. That's how I'm playing it. But it's it's really each portfolio manager has to make their own choice. And I highlight this chart pattern. And I'm going to give you this one as well, because I I, I keep staring at Tesla. Um, it's, it's in a major downtrend versus Apple, as you could see, which is, uh, you know, about to break out to new highs. Tesla's in a downtrend since 2021. If it breaks that downtrend in here to the upside, gets above 250 on a closing basis for the, you know, um, for the day and the week, I, you know, I'm not buying Tesla, but if Tesla does that and Apple's breaking out, then Give me more QLD, please, is the way I'm going to be doing it. And that will confirm this risk monitor green signal is gaining steam. Okay. So those are my thoughts for you on the market this morning. Um, let's, um, let's dive into real, uh, real quick changes to the portfolio. I like ENVX. I took it out at break even. That was my stop. Okay, so if it blows out above the 200 day, I'll be back on that. I'll be day trading ENVX again. I replaced it with Airbnb. I, I really wanted Airbnb off of that pattern right there. Uh, the company uh, feels they've reached an inflection point. They're changing management a bit. I, I think this stock is going to catch up to Uber. I, you know, we've made money owning both of these names, you know, over the last couple of years. And so we're crushing it in Uber. It got added to the S&P 500. We've raised our stop there. Because very often that could be a short-term top when it gets added to the S&P 500. Uh, obviously, people knew that ahead of time. Uh, we captured that with our algo, um, made our money. So if it stays above here, great. If it comes down, I'll book that profit. But um, added um, Airbnb. Um, I'll tell you what. We made some money trading Kratos and AVAV. Okay, they keep going up. I should probably still be long there. But I really like AR. Whoop, A-R-K-Q. This is Autonomous Tech, which has large exposure to AVAV and Kratos and Tesla. There's a number of interesting stocks in ARK Autonomous Tech, and it, it's probably the way I want to trade all of those names. I don't like individual stock risk unless I really feel confident in the fundamentals and and believe that the, that the stock over a long period of time can dramatically outperform the market. If not, I'd rather get, get rid of individual stock risk. And so if I can find an ETF that gives me a bunch of the names I want to own in an ETF, bang, I'll do that. And I really like 
uh, ARC um, autonomous. So that's at the top of my list. So those are the names that I will be looking to trade, to day trade. QLD, I'll be looking to add um, to my position um, if this uh, behaves the way I think it's going to today. If I get on a day trade and it's working, I may hold that uh, overnight as an increased position size on uh, the Qs. And a close of Qs above um, the 390 level will be really the, the, the key for me. Okay, that'll be really the key. I think that'll be coming across the tops and Apple will be breaking out and all those types of things. All right. So those are my thoughts for um, this morning. I hope you find them helpful. I look forward to working with you all on the live desk at 930. We'll get that going and we'll do it all the way to the close together. Thanks for starting your morning with me. I wish you all the best of luck trading and investing. And don't forget, you're the smart money. You can do it. Be the smart money. Have a great trading day, guys.